Log Talk Radio. Welcome back to Keeping It Complex, where living peacefully in a complex world is the only place to be. I'm your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm grateful for you wanting to come in this safe space with me tonight. So, on the Keeping It Complex show tonight, we got a lovely special guest by the name of Siani, aka Serene. This girl is dope. The first time I met her at Funky Verbs, Funky Words. She was just sitting there so quiet and innocently, but as soon as she got up on that mic, baby, it was a vibe I ain't never seen before. So enough rambling. I'm about to get her on. But before I start the show, don't get it twisted. This same self-love's my rehab no more, but I still need you to always tune in and love yourself. Peace, Queen. How are you tonight? Greetings, love. I am well. How are you? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Like, I'm over here bubbly because I know it's about to be a classic conversation. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so it's, it's we're going to do an affirmation. I just, I know it. Okay. Girl, it's going to be for both of us. It's going to be for both of us. But we're going to do an affirmation. This is just an affirmation to set the tone because we're about to release tonight, like you said, and learn some things. So repeat that for me. Mm-hmm. I am open-minded. I am open-minded. I am safe. I am safe. And I am ready to release and receive. I am ready to release and receive. Yes, yes, I'm loving it. Okay, so we're going to do a little self-check-in before we get into the show. This is an icebreaker. Um, the question this week, and um, you'll answer first and then I'll answer what areas are mm-hmm. peaceful in your life right now? Like, what areas you don't have to stress about is just flowing greatly? So we were just talking about this, my relationship. <laughs> uh, okay. My job can be in shambles. I could be on the verge of homelessness, but my man has been helping me stay grounded in ways I didn't know I could be. And to find a partner like that is very, very beautiful. It's a beautiful feeling, and it's honestly astronomical because I didn't know it was possible. Yes, yes, partnership. Staying at being interdependable in the ups and the downs is the most beautiful thing ever. I love it. As a, um, hyper, okay. as a hyper-independent woman, that shit is <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, I'll be over here like you want to do what? She's looking at me like, what's the problem? Yo, I love it. I do. I'm so happy for you. Oh, Um, the areas that are peaceful in my life right now. No problem. The areas that are peaceful in my life right now is life is just flowing. It ain't been a lot of curveballs, and even when there is Mm. curveballs, I'm just able to just be peaceful and just give it to God. Like, I'm I'm really feeling good. I don't feel like I'm just trying to catch up anymore. I'm just going at my own pace because I give myself a lot of anxiety. So, yes. <laughs> but thank mm-hmm. you. I feel that. I feel that so hard. I love that for you. And to have, to have the, the inner peace and recognizing that yeah. it's just, once you have inner peace, nothing else can, like, honestly, nothing can break you at that point because you always know how yes. to do that yourself. And that is so Ooh, important. Yes. And, it, and it was 
it's such a hard lesson to learn, but once you finally grasp it, you don't even notice that you're doing it until you're doing it. And then you recognize, mm-hmm. and, like, it's, it's usually when somebody else points out that you no longer have the same responses to other things that you once would have, and that's when you realize yeah. that you're living in peace and working from that area in sense of peace that you found within self. Yeah. Girl, yes. See, oh, this about to be a lovely ass. Okay, you have to just get right into it because she already dropping the gems. Girl, so on the Keeping It Complex segment tonight, you guys have seen the flyer. We are talking about comparison, and we just going to touch on it from different angles. Um, you know, I've already told you, Serene, it's no right or wrong answer. This is, this could be from personal experience or personal opinion, or if you've got facts, bring it in. So the first question is, what does comparison look like for you personally? Comparison looks like someone not seeing one's worth or value. Like for me, you know, like talking about like, and this has happened to me on multiple occasions. And it's honestly, like it used to be very triggering, but now it's like I have a better understanding of it. But when somebody says, oh, well, like my ex did this or, oh, my ex did that like you did or I did, I, I used to love when did this and now you do this and but they did it like this and it's like you're comparing experiences with another person who is usually no longer in your life with somebody Mm. and this is from a relationship standpoint but with somebody who is now trying to build a future with you and that's a horrible way to start off if especially if you don't give yourself the opportunity to experience that person um yes Another example would be to say, oh, well, I know someone who looks like you. I get that. I used to get that a lot more often when I was younger, and it would always save yeah. me. But I'm like, yeah, I don't know that person. Thanks. <laughs> or maybe like, like I get people at my job say, oh, you look like my granddaughter. or You look like my cousin. And I'm like, I'm not related to you at all. <laughs> Thank you, though. Right. <laughs> Versus, or like yeah. somebody would be like, like, and it's a different conversation versus, oh, well, I know somebody with the name Siani, too. And it's just like, okay, that's not really a comparison. But it's like, did I really need to know that? No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a varying degree. But it's always based on somebody not experiencing you rather than going and or, like, assuming or, like, trying to, to understand a piece of you based on an experience that they've had with somebody else. That is what comparison looks like to me. Girl, listen, I, I laughed when you said about mm-hmm. the whole, like, you look like somebody because when I first moved here, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a service coordinator full-time, so I have to go into people's houses. Mm-hmm. And every time I go somewhere in Philly, she looks like such and such. And I'm like, I just want to see who this person is because I'm hearing this from multiple <laughs> people. So I just laughed about mm-hmm. that. But um, you made me also think about, like, When I thought about this question, I catch myself sometimes, right? When I bring these questions, it's Mm -hmm. because it's epiphanies that I've had. I sometimes find myself scrolling on Instagram. I just deactivated Facebook 
but I'll scroll and I'll see like how far somebody has come. And then I'll, you sometimes get that question in your head, am I doing enough when you see that, right? So then I have mm-hmm. to check myself mm-hmm. and give myself a list of, you know, like how far I've come because it's never about competition, but it's like mm-hmm. when you grew up in a household, when you, when you grew up in a household, and, like, and, and this is not to throw shade at parents, but sometimes parents don't understand that they can have their kids jump through hoops to show how much they, to get approval from them. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you take that mask. <laughs> yeah, you take that mask on yes. to other relationships. So that so that so that's why I'm so mm-hmm. glad you said that, because definitely trying to compare somebody in relationships. Okay, so I'm going to go on to the next question. Or did you want to piggyback real quick? Because I don't want to. Uh, I do actually because it. I, I do, but I do, go ahead and say the next question because they coincide. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. All right. Like so the next do. question is, uh, it definitely does. Do you think comparison is a learned <laughs> behavior? <laughs> yes, it is. Mm. <laughs> it really is, <laughs> and, it, and it's like it's usually unconsciously done by our parents. Where especially, especially, yeah. especially if your parents have multiple children. And if they don't have multiple yeah. children, they have multiple family members that they have raised that are like their children in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's not they're talking about when they were raising their younger brothers and sisters because a lot of our parents and a lot of a lot of people nowadays just still have to do that versus, like, you have two sisters, three brothers, however many, and it's just like each sister gets compared to each other and every brother gets compared to one another rather than each one having their own individuality. And that's usually, Mm -hmm. like, I really genuinely feel like it's a generational trauma at this point, too, where it's just like when your parents do it to you and then you do it to your children, especially if you end up having multiple children, and then those children end up doing it, at that point it becomes a cycle and a revolving one at that Mm -hmm. until somebody decides to stop. And recognizing mm. that me comparing my children to one another isn't actually helping them and it doesn't give them the motivation. All it does is make them insecure about what they're not doing rather than yes. acknowledging Ooh. everything that they are because everybody Man. is different. You can't look at somebody else's journey. You can't look at what somebody else is doing because everybody has a different journey. Everybody has a different purpose. Everybody has a – like, I like to read The Alchemist. I've read it twice now. I'm reading it for a third time. And it's just like everybody – like, how they word it is that everybody has their own personal legend. Their own personal legend mm-hmm. is basically something that is definitive for you and something that you're supposed to experience in this human experience. As a person, Mm. this is what you're supposed to do. Whether or not it's just like you with doing your podcast and and publishing your book, me with just performing poetry and just speaking to people. Like, I really feel like that's it for me. (laughs) But no, it's it's more. It's more. Yes. I know it's more to it, but I don't know everything, so I'm going to assume. (laughs) But so it's just like, (laughs) I ain't going to just assume like that. But it's, it's mm-hmm. definitely so much that goes into somebody just being their own individual self. And that's literally the yes. basis. That Like, that's literally the basis and the core of a personal legend is one doing something that is true to their heart. And whatever is true to your yes. heart is whatever you're supposed to be doing as an individual. So when you do that to a child, you are immediately telling them not to listen to who they are. 
You're immediately mm. telling them not to listen to their heart, not to listen to their to their intentions, to, to mm, their intuition, their soul's purpose in life, because that stuff finds you very early on, and it's up to you, and it's up to, like, the your life, whether or not you end up coming back to that and, or whether or not you maintain it in the first place because some people can lose it based on life experiences in general. And then some people yes. can end up coming back to it. Some people can be traumatized by their own personal legend or their own, their own goal in life, their journey that they want to take on versus mm. saying, okay, instead of, instead of doing this, I'm going to try again. It all depends mm. on the person, but at the same time, you have to give that child, starting from a child, you have to give them the opportunity to do so. You can't push your opinions onto them and expect them to still live up to that, knowing that you're now teaching them how to be like somebody else rather than them be themselves. Yes. Ooh. No, this is why I say that there's more to you because for (laughs) you to be 23, right, you uh-huh. are dropping some gems. <laughs> like you, you are really dropping some gems. I'm, I'm 32. I do not mind because I know at, when we get to a certain age, we just stop saying our age. Baby, I'm 32. Got gray hairs of wisdom. I'm, I'm just loving it. But I say that to say, when I was your age, I was in college. Don't get me wrong. I was in college, getting my bachelor's degree in social work. But my mind was more so focused on just looking for a man to lead me because I didn't know how to think for myself. Mm. Like, you know, growing up, um, my grandmother, rest her soul, my grandmother was like, she was that person, like you mentioned, the person that had her own kids and also raised other people as her own. Like, she was the glue of the family, but, you know, she was also the one that everyone depended on. It got very frustrated. But I say all that to say, you know, like, she used to, I'm losing my train of thought with it. Oh, yeah. She she didn't know how to, like, really teach us how to do stuff. She would do it for us. And, you know, she would push her opinions. You know what I'm saying? She was an Aquarius, headstrong. That's where I get it from. I'm headstrong. <laughs> she would push her opinions onto you. So I was looking for a man to lead me because I didn't know how to think for myself. But at the same time, I was very independent, like, you know what I'm saying? Because I seen my grandma be the breadwinner, and we went to her more than we went to the men for help in the family. So it was like a constant mm-hmm. thing, but I was not out here dropping gems like how you are. It's more to you, girl. <laughs> you might even start on your own podcast. I just wanted to pour into you. But um, Child, that goes into. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. If you need any tips on how to do this, I got you. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so going to my next um, question for you. Um, is being mm-hmm. hard on ourselves is being hard on ourselves and comparing ourselves, do you think that stems from having low self esteem or wanting to just be perfect? Like I could give you a backstory if you need me to. Um I wanna hear it anyway. Okay. Um, well, okay, so the backstory is growing up, like, from 20 to, I want to say, 29, I used to always be really hard on myself. Like, you know, you need to get here. You need mm-hmm. to do this. I would talk down on myself so much because, in my mind, tough love, it honestly did help me get to the next point 
But because I was so hard on myself, mm-hmm. I really could not embrace the, the achievements I did. I was just like, let's get to the next step. Like, you know what I'm saying? That was good, but you can do better. Mm-hmm. And it was me striving from, it was me striving for perfection. So, like, what's your take? I take, my take, I take, my take is that it's always like that. Whether it's one or the other, sometimes it's both. At the end of the day, the the number one thing that will keep you from comparing, compa- comparing yourself to anyone or anything else is gratitude, mm-hmm. it's self-love. It's staying grounded within yourself and recognizing who you are, where you've been, what you're, where you're going, and what you're achieving, and what your journey has been like thus far. Um, mm. To use your, to use your backstory as an example, for you to have done so much, I don't know everything that you've done and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but for you to have done so much between the ages of 29, 20 and 29, right, and to have achieved mm-hmm. all these things. Because you're not saying anything that I haven't felt before either. I've done it. Right. I still do it. Like, I, I've achieved <laughs> a lot of the things within the time span of four years, not even. Like, within the last year, I've had a plethora of changes. And I'm over here, and I'm looking mm. at the space that I'm in, and I'm, like, recognizing that everything that I'm doing right now is what I, like, this exact moment is everything that I've yes. chosen for myself, right? And I mm-hmm. can love that. But I'm also, like, taking the moment to take it in. And it took a really long time to recognize that you have to do that in order to stay grounded in those things because of the fact yes. that, number one, God forbid, but it can be going today or tomorrow. But number two is also knowing that when you don't take the time out to, to just be present, in your experiences and just enjoy whatever it is that you're having, especially if it's a joyous moment. You're not going yes. to remember it the same. You're not really going to appreciate it. Like, where is your level of gratitude for this moment? Like, mm. how, do you, how do you move forward without gratitude and then expect for nothing to fall apart? It's mm. not possible. Because God, give it, God, take it away. <laughs> and so at the end of the day, it's just like, I will, <laughs> I will always first and foremost preach gratitude before I preach anything else, right? Because with gratitude, yeah. once, you, once you start there, you can look at self-love. You can figure out mm-hmm. what you love about yourself. Because you have to, like, self-love starts with gratitude, too. You have to be grateful for something about you. What is it about you that you're grateful for? That is something that you love mm. about yourself. And in that, that is something that you can stay grounded in. And it, but also recognizing that we are always changing. But because we are always changing, you tell yourself it's okay that we are changing. We're just evolving into something better than what we were before. Mm, Obviously, yes. this wasn't it for me, so now I'm going on to the next step. But during that process, instead of comparing yourself and saying, oh, well, I haven't gotten here yet, I haven't done this yet, I haven't done this yet, I was talking to myself like that at 18. Mm. Everybody, I'm over here in college trying to figure out what my major is going to be, knowing that by the time I graduate, I'm not going to have a clue on what the hell I'm doing outside of the world, right? 
And everybody's like, oh, well, you don't have to worry about that. You got another two years. Don't worry about what your major is going to be. You, you have time. Only because mm. I'm being looked at as a sophomore in college, but I'm on my second year. Right. I'm on my that jump flies year. by. That's when you're yes. supposed to fucking figure out your <laughs> That's when you're supposed to figure yes. out your figure. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm yes. being looked at as a freshman. I'm actually a sophomore, and everybody's telling me you have time to figure out what you want to do. And then I figure out what I want to do, and I realize I'm sitting in this fucking classroom, and I can just do this shit outside. Why am I paying you for this? Why am I breaking, why am I racking up? thousands of dollars of debt to get a piece of paper that says, hey, she did this, here's her validation, here's her credit, only for me to be sent out into the real world and not have any real connections. Mm. Because the people that that you find in school are not the people that you stay with. It's not relevant. It is to some people. But that also depends on what you do while you're in school. I wasn't summa cum laude in high school. I didn't join a, a, a sorority. I didn't hang out with a lot of fraternity people. I didn't hold on to a lot of people that were alumni. So at that point, it's just like if I recognize that I don't have the connections that are actually needed, what the fuck am I doing here? That part. If I'm not Ooh. building the connections that I need to move forward, there's no reason for me to be here. Because that's what it's all about. Mm. It's all about networking. And it sounds fucked up, but it's true. In the process of networking, you can find your tribe. You can find your people. You can navigate the world. But at the same time, you also have to keep your eye on the focus and on the ball, which is, is this going to benefit me long term? And that's Mm. where the evolution comes. That's where the change lies. You have to think about I'm grateful for this thing, but is this thing giving me something good? Is this part of me helping me or hurting me? Is it helping or hindering? Prime example, mm. right? And this isn't necessarily something about compare. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll turn it into a comparison kind of thing, right? My man that mm-hmm. I have now, I told you earlier how I had a trauma response, right? We were in the grocery store, <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we're both, you know, it's hard out here. So it's just like at that point, we're both stressed out about how we're going to pay for something that we don't need. Meanwhile, we already had everything that we needed. Versus right. when I was with my ex, my ex always looked to me to pay for everything. And so mm. in my mind, I'm like, oh, shit, like I got I to gotta put up money for this. I have no idea, like, What's going to happen with our future? Blase, I'm like immediately like I, my anxiety goes up. And he notices mm-hmm. immediately. I go to sit in the car and he's like, your anxiety's up. Go sit down. I got this. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to drive home. I need, to, I need to relax my mind. And he's like, no. And so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to fight him on that. I'm like, no, like this is what I need to do in order to relax. Like I'm cool. And he's like. No, and so we sit down and we have the conversation. And it's a hard mm. conversation, but it's a conversation of me recognizing that I was genuinely having a trauma response to a previous relationship that I'm already out of but still have hurt that I have to heal from. Yes. But that hurt Ooh. is something that's hindering me, not helping me. 
and that's where my growth is. That's where my evolution is because I'm realizing that I have to evolve from the person that I was when I was with my ex because I'm not that girl. I don't have to be the hardworking woman. And I wasn't even hardworking at the time. I had a broken wrist and no fucking job, but I still made shit work. How am I the breadwinner? Oh, you know we job? make it. Don't ask me. Because you know we make shit. <laughs> like, we, when that nurturing side comes in, when we got to take care of somebody, dog. Yes. But the problem is the fact that not only did she want to be taken care of, yeah, she wanted all my mm-hmm. sexuality to live but <laughs> not only did she want to be taken care of, I I didn't recognize that during that time and in those moments, I needed to be taken care of the most. Ooh, but yes. instead of it's me being taken care of, I was taking care of her and me and still staying strong for myself. On top of dealing with emotional trauma that I had to deal with from a previous experience before that, too. So now I have mm-hmm. a whole bunch of things that I'm slowly, but, like, everything kind of builds up and piled up and everything like that, right? And I don't blame my ex for anything. Like, it's still love, no hate here, all love in my heart. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's also like we were never compatible because you were looking for the same thing that I needed. I didn't know I needed it, but that's because Mm. I'm so used to being the strong, independent woman. I didn't think I needed somebody who would nurture me the way I needed to be nurtured. Yes. And it's it's, it's so, very much a game changer when you experience that. So um, you answered the next question, so I'm going to flip it. Uh-oh. Can you tell the listeners, no, it's okay. Can you tell the listeners why having gratitude moments is important, you know what I'm saying, to help stop the comparison? Like why is it a good thing to always look at what what you're thankful for? Because... It keeps you focused on yourself and on your Mm -hmm. own journey. If you're looking at the next person's journey, that's when the comparison starts to roll in. If you don't catch yourself and say, oh, well, I'm grateful that I've already gotten this part for myself. Or I may not have gotten this, but I'm proud that I did this for myself because I've gotten this far and I've been through this this thing. I've been through X amount of things. I've been through this trauma experience. But I I bounced back Mm -hmm. and I did this. Right? Like, prime example. Yes. We're going to get a little personal. You know, we, <laughs> as you would say. Oh, yeah, we're going to rip some Band-Aids off. <laughs> yeah. we, ripping, we ripping some Band-Aids, baby. We ripping some Band-Aids. And so I got into a car accident in February of 2022, right? So the anniversary of that car accident is actually coming up. So it'll be years since mm-hmm. that day. And... I got into that car accident after getting into a fight with my biological father and stuff like that. Mm. And so there were a lot of things happening to me emotionally, but I was so caught up on just being numb that I didn't actually, like, start to heal from anything until later on down the line, like later on in the year, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And now, like I said earlier, it's just like there's still things from, like, previous experiences that I'm still healing from and just from 2022 alone. <laughs> like, fuck it, but it's fine. We're fine. Everything's going great. And right. so <laughs> it's just like we're just going to slap a smile and say everything is fine. But it's just like to, to say that I found gratitude in recognizing that I know 
what causes certain things. Like, I know, like, I believe I'm very deeply spiritual. So I genuinely believe that my car accident was a cause, was an effect of my my biological father and I getting into the fight, right? Because God always says, right. like, it's in the Ten Commandments, and I'm not very religious, but y'all know I'm spiritual. So it's just like, even even in not being religious, it's still a law of how we have to honor and respect our parents. I can love you from a fucking distance and not be punished for that, but I cannot and I should not and, not, and I will not ever do that again, which is to feel comfortable enough to raise my fist to my father because that's exactly what I did. And the same fist that mm-hmm. I raised is the same one that I broke. And so it's just like in Psalms uh, something, something, it says, it says, God will, it's, it's like Psalms 118, 22 or something like that, or Psalms 22, one, uh, Psalms 22, 8, um, where like God will reveal to you um, who your haters are or something like that. I don't know, putting it in modern day terms, right? And it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, that was a way for, for God to reveal to me that my, my biological father really isn't somebody who's really in my corner who isn't actually somebody that's genuinely there for me. And I now I love and I respect that. And I recognize that before, right? Yes. But my fault was trying to allow him in and expecting something different again. And this, mm. was, and this is what took the cake for me for the last time, only because of the simple fact that I can't keep allowing myself to let people in who have already proved to me that they are not worth my time, space, energy, or my love. Yes. Because they won't reciprocate it. That's not my job to make you feel better as a man because you feel inadequate, that as your daughter I found love in someone who looks like me physically. That's not my problem. Mm. Mm. But yet and still, that was an experience that I had to come back from. But in that experience, I found gratitude in the fact that, number one, I'm still fucking alive. <laughs> because yes, girl. And that was another that was another thing, too. Like, no, seriously, because that, that car accident, what happened in that car accident was that my car hydroplaned, right? And I smacked into the back of a truck. But when mm. I did that, like, what broke my wrist was the fact that I was beeping my horn like, trying to let them know that, like, I couldn't control my car or anything like that, or at least trying to warn them so they could see me coming in the rearview mirror. Of course, niggas will be niggas. Nobody checked. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's just, like, I tried to do something. And in me trying to do something, I broke my wrist because the airbag deployed, mm. smacked the shit out of me, but also broke my wrist at the same time. Damn. And that was the moment where I got the fucking message of, Nothing is in my control. Mm. I control. Girl. The only thing I can ever control is my responses to the things that happen to and around me. That is my job. Serene, see, I I gotta call you by your real name. (laughs) I'm sorry, keep going, keep going. You're fine. I just, with that, it's just like, not only do I not control anything, but also... After that, I got, like, I got my ass sat down because my car was also my, my source of income at the time, too. So it was just like I had a broken wrist, no job, no car, 
and I was sitting in my ex's house, right, because we were love bombing the shit out of each other. And so instead of me mm. staying home and letting my mom take care of me, which is what any doting daughter would do, I <laughs> let my ex fucking do it. And that shit was just like I just sat in her energy and watched her environment and stuff like that. And it took me a really long mm. time. But I figured out that it's just like this isn't making me happy. This isn't fulfilling me. And the part that also triggers me is the fact that my biological, like, my biological dad screamed at me, you don't belong here. Mm. And I was like, the fuck you mean? Like, and I took offense to it at first, but now it's just like I genuinely understand what he meant now. And it's like I can't be mad at that because you saw it. I didn't want to see it because I was too busy being upset about the fact that you were looking at who I was loving rather than your love for me as your daughter. Mm. And I can't, I couldn't get past that versus then I got my ass sat down and I got to watch everything that was happening. And now I'm like, I'm not happy here. I'm not comfortable here. This isn't a lifestyle that I want to live because I want more for myself in different capacities and in ways that I don't think you would be able to, to keep up with. Not that you can't measure up, but you can't keep up because I'm going in a direction that you never even thought was possible, that you don't even envision for yourself. Because if I can make a business plan for you within five minutes and you don't even know what you want to do yet, but I already have a plan laid out, we're built different. No disrespect, but we are not the same. That part. Ooh, girl, you gave me a couple of epiphanies. Um, First one, when you ripped the Band-Aid off, like, man, you just made me think about, like, how when I first moved here, remember how you were saying about, like, you know, you was taking care of her and you was broke and didn't have what you made away? That was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was me. I was mm-hmm. in, I was addicted. I'm not even going to say in love. I was addicted to someone who was very toxic and he had a perk addiction. Oh so after paying... God. Yes, after paying my bills, I was borrowing, uh, not, you know, like just basically trying to make a way for him to feed his perk addiction. Like it was ways and it was crazy. But I say that to say, because you also said how you had that trauma response of thinking like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I have moments like that where I will be literally broke. I don't like to say that word because I'm learning just what you speak over your life, but I literally don't have nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, I'll be thinking like, okay, what I got to do? I got to do this. I gotta, I'm like, you know what? No, God got it, right? And I can say, yeah, you're mm-hmm. broke, but at least you got stuff to show for it. You're, you got a place to stay in, you know what I'm saying? Like your your mortgage mm-hmm. was paid. The, the, the utilities was paid. At one point you was broke and didn't know where your money was going because it was all going to him. You get what I'm saying? So you made me think mm-hmm. about that. And, um, ooh, like with February, how you said, like with the accident, February is a hard time for me too because my grandmother's birthday is February mm-hmm. 2nd. She passed February 4th, and we buried her on Valentine's Day. So February is hard for me mm-hmm. too, but um, just having gratitude moments of like, you know what, she will be so proud of you. She's no longer suffering. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm thankful for what she taught me. Like, you know, just trying to look at it. I 
I've had to learn to look at life from a what is this teaching me versus what why is this happening mm-hmm. to me. That's why I respect when you said about your father, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, he was saying that I had no right to be there, and I was looking at it this way, but now I'm looking at it this way. Like, I believe as spiritual people, you know, some people look at it like we're crazy because, like, people looked at me crazy when I said being in that abusive relationship, it helped reflect the abuse, the verbal abuse, and the toxic shit I allowed from other people with being a people pleaser, but it also reflected to me my abusive ways. And people be like, what? And I'm not saying that I deserved it, but everybody comes into your life for a reason. Just like we're teaching somebody something, mm-hmm. they're coming along to teach us a lesson too. I really felt that. Girl, we got two more questions. God damn it, you are just, <laughs> you are really just dropping this. I'm sorry. I'm really over me. here feeling this. Thank you. So this this next question, we kind of answered it earlier, but you can go into it further. How do you personally okay. feel comparison and self is developed? Like, I say this to say, I'm going to just say this. I feel like mm-hmm. the voice that we hear in our head sometimes that is hard on us, is a voice that we adopted from somebody else. But how do you Hell personally yeah. feel comparison? Okay, so just go into it then. Go into <laughs> it. <laughs> so comparison can be developed from a lot of different little things, right? Like it's all, like how I said earlier, it's a trauma response. It's basically, you know, like how if you don't get it from your parents in the same household, right? Say you go to school mm-hmm. and you kid and like you kids mean kids is real to mean okay and ain't nobody going <laughs> yeah. to teach me otherwise like I love and adore them but they can be assholes and like us because like when I and I feel all right I might be a little triggered by this because I did get bullied in school but who didn't all right I get that right but the biggest thing right is that like when you're in school especially like elementary school so like earlier earlier younger years around like kindergarten first grade. And you have, like, one little girl in class, and she's like, oh, well, and, like, this is, like, supposed to be your friend. And your friend is like, oh, well, I got this candy, and da 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 you want to share or some stupid shit like that? Or uh, mm. I got this drawing, and look at what I drew. And you you draw her, you, you color in and stuff like that, and, like, I colored this. And she's like, well, it's not better than mine, and now you're in here. And now, as a child, you're in your head comparing the fact that, like, you're trying to figure out if her picture is actually better than yours. And it's just, like, if a mm. child is strong in themselves, they'll be like, you know what, I still love my picture regardless. But that also depends on how much love is being poured into them at home to know how to take it to school, right? But how many people pour into their children enough for them to be able to do that? So now we're in this repeating cycle of even if you're not berating your child at home and comparing them somewhere, they go to school and they get compared to by a classmate or a supposed quote-unquote friend who usually low-key behaviors, but I digress. Like, you don't really start discovering Mm. genuine friends until you get older, like, or at least from my experience, I didn't have the lovely experience of having a childhood friend from when I was in elementary school. Like, I probably have a handful of people that I could reach out to, but we're not friends, friends like that. So it's just like mm. when you're in, when you go through those experiences, that develops the first inclination of comparison where it's just like, oh, well, she said this about her picture. Um, does that mean she didn't like mine? And now you're kind of going back and forth in your head about it until you just, like, God forbid, but you decide that her picture is better than yours, 
when really you're the shit anyway and you know how to color inside the lines and she don't. Now it's like, oh, well, now you're saying her picture looks better just because she thinks so when the reality is it's just like you guys are on different levels. And it's okay if she thinks her picture is better. She's strong-willed in that. She's strong-minded, and her parents gave her that power. Congratulations, ma'am. But now you have to do the inner work in recognizing that just because this little girl thinks her picture is better doesn't mean that yours isn't any good. Mm. Oh, girl. You just gave me another epiphany. Um, <laughs> when you were talking about the bullying, like I remember in fifth grade, I had moved to a new school because there was this thing called school of choice where you could pick what schools you wanted your children to go to. I'm probably telling my age. But then after a while, if you didn't live in that <laughs> district, you couldn't go to that school. So I had to go to a new school. So this was like, you know, senior year of elementary school. I'm the, I'm the freshman because I ain't been at this bitch the whole time. So these oh, girls had a journal. <laughs> these girls had a journal, and they used to talk shit about people in there. And I thought that they were my friend, but they was talking shit about me, talking about how I had stringy hair and, like, um, how my grandmother was so strict and that I had to just sit on the porch. Like, my grandma did not play that. Like, when I used to ride my bike, I could only ride it from one end of the house to the other end of the house. I could not leave from in front of the house. Like, that's just how... I, I wouldn't say she was strict. I just think, like, she was just overprotective because, you know, how crazy this world can be, but that shit does hinder. But I say all that to say after seeing that journal, my people-pleasing ass was just so understanding. It was like, oh, like, you know, I just kind of wrote it off. And that shit sticks with you, like you said. But it's like I've had to learn because – when you stick around people like that for so long, you start to view everybody like that. And you start to feel like you start mm-hmm. to always compare. Like, I know with me, sometimes I'm always asking, am I talking too much? Am I getting on their nerves? Because I've always had people in my family, you know what I'm saying, that didn't really know how to properly pour into. Same thing. So it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, dog, but people be like, you are not bothering me. Like, why do you think that? You know, like, I've had to view people like everyone's not the same. I can't view people because I chose to stick and tolerate something for so long. Because, like, I'm going to say this on here. You ain't got to deal with toxic shit from nobody, family or not, because it's so backwards. Y'all want to sit up there and say that's family. Yeah. Y'all want to sit up there and say that that's family. Well, when I ask the question, how come we – how come we can't tolerate disrespect in a relationship, right? You always want us to walk away. We can't, if we shouldn't tolerate physical disrespect in any regard in an intimate relationship or friendship, why are we expected to tolerate it in families? And it's always crickets because we've been conditioned for Mm -hmm. so long to believe no matter how fucked up your family treats you, you got to stick by them. I don't agree with that shit. Bullshit. Ah, I don't write. I throw that shit in the trash where it belongs because fuck that, okay? It is not my job to sit here and listen to Aunt Bessie telling me about how I'm too thick for her opinions and she's still rocking the same fucking wig from 1872. Fuck her. Like, no. I don't got to talk to you. Leave me alone. And it's like, listen, I very much so live by that because, number one, baby, you had... You were like the originator, like your experience was like the original burn book from Mean Girls, and I'm sorry you had to experience that. But I'm glad that you took the opportunity and the time to heal. But it's kind of like going back from that where it's just like people 
that that shit is learned behavior, whether or not you learned yeah. it on purpose or not, where it's just like you're used to taking notes and stuff like that, and so you decide to take notes about other people. Number one, mm. you're a psychopath. Number two, you also need to be mindful of that because what you write down is also speaking things into existence on other people's lives. Most people don't understand yeah. that. Most people don't understand that. What you write down is is power. What you speak mm-hmm. is power. It's your law. words yes. are affirmations. Your your right when you write that is a Bible. That was a that was a mm-hmm. Bible of negativity. Where the devil decided mm-hmm. to thrive on that playground. And at the end of the day he played tricks on your mind. And it's not fair to you, but I'm happy for you because you took the time to heal from that. Yes, girl. Listen, I like I that you that. said that. If you know <laughs> If you know of anybody that's a tattoo artist, because I'm really trying to get a tattoo cover. It says, I got it when I was 19 after leaving this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I put it there to just, like, remind me not to wear my heart on my sleeve, but it says love is complicated. And that shit is law because that shit is bringing Ooh. complication and chaos. So I want to I wanna get it covered up. If you know of anybody, wow. please send them my way. <laughs> please. <sighs> Oh, <laughs> I, I want to say I do, but the last time I got a tattoo in Philly, I was like 19, and mm. I don't even know if that man still do tattoos. Last I checked, he had a kid and left the game, so I don't know. Okay, um, okay. Well, I'm gonna look. Yeah, I'm gonna be looking I, around and I everything. You should. You definitely should. You know what? I think I do have at least one person on my Instagram that does actually. I lied. I'm so sorry. I was wrong. I didn't lie on purpose. I promise. But I do have a couple people on Instagram that I could send you. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Thank and you. it should be fine. Like, you can look at it on the page and everything. I personally haven't been able to go to them because I haven't gotten another tattoo yet. But mm-hmm. I also don't know when I'm getting another tattoo. I just know I want more. But it's also one of those things where I know that if I start getting more tattoos now, I'll mess around and probably end up with, like, an entire sleeve. I don't know. We know me. I'm oh, sometimes. Oh, I get it. You know, I'm, I'm already, it. I already got a little bit of ink on me. And some of it is just like I pop a shoulder out, and now it looks provocative because it's colorful. Like what? But okay. Yo. <laughs> I'm like that, too. I'm like that, too. I get I get tattoos within years. I don't I don't go back to back, but some people can. But uh, my last question for you before nope. we get into <laughs> the last two segments. <laughs> oh, last question for okay. you. What have you learned about yourself with this episode? Woo. I am healed, mm. and I am a lot more healed than I thought I was. Um, my heart doesn't ache to talk about my biological dad, especially in what it what can perceive and, like, seem or feel to be a public space, where it's just like I know this yeah. is, like, even though this is an intimate conversation between the two of us, I know some people who are listening. <laughs> it's like, okay, mm. <laughs> because I know you're listening. I also know that now you got a little bit of my dirty laundry, but now it's clean. So, eh. <laughs> so it's also like recognizing that I am not the girl that people think I am. I'm an entire woman, and I claim myself as a woman, but sometimes I forget that I'm a woman too. And it's not fair to me to where now I'm, I still compare myself to who I once was, to who I used to be. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy, too, because I, um, I listened to this Clubhouse 
uh, well, I listen and I'm, I'm, I don't moderate, but I do speak on it. It's called Fourth Period Poetry uh, Sunday Self-Care on Clubhouse, okay. and I love it. So usually it's, it's not poetry. <laughs> usually it's um, for that for that episode, so to speak. Sometimes it's open mic, sometimes it's not. But um, with that, like this morning, they were talking about self-love and just recognizing loneliness and, like, calling on people and stuff like that. But they were also talking about relationships. And the one that stuck mm. out to me the most was the fact that, like, the moderator was speaking to another another main poet, Lady Siren. You know Lady Siren, right? Yes, I love her. Um, yes, yes. Very much congratulations to her and bars. Um, I ain't trying to air all the information out and stuff like that, but with their with their their relationship and everything like that, there was more so notes being given about the fact that you are now entering a space where not only are you becoming more than who you once were. You also have to identify that you are changing. That was said before or after about that segment. I honestly, I don't know. It was a lot happening this morning. But at the end of the day, the, the biggest takeaway that I took was the fact that we cannot continue to compare ourselves to who we used to be because of the fact yeah. that we can't move forward if we're always looking back, right? Which is like a very mm. basic, like that's a very basic lesson but it's also very prominent and imminent, too, where it's just like you can look back to recognize where you've been and where you come from, right? Yeah. And that was mentioned, too, where it's just like it's okay to look at where you've been and where you come from and to learn and take those lessons, but it's not okay to sit and dwell and be stuck in it because you are not stuck. You are not stagnant. And if you allow yourself to be, you will feel like it, you will smell like it, and you will look like it. And nobody wants to mm. do that. And um, <laughs> so you have to you have to give yourself the opportunity to move forward. You have to give yourself the opportunity to grow. You have to give yourself the option the opportunity to expand. And I'm now in a space of expanding in a whole different dynamic, in a whole different type of person than who I once used to be. Where it's just like now I can't do the things that I used to do. I can't live the way that I used to live. I can't just go out and just be all friendly and say, hey, how are you? Da, da, da. I'm, I'm Serene or I'm Siani, depending on what the setting is and stuff like that. It's just like I can't give people the opportunity to know me like they once did for multiple mm. reasons. Part of that is a mm. whole entire reason as to why Serene is Serene because Serene isn't known as Siani, and Siani isn't known as Serene. They are two different people. Mm. Ask me about my business and about my poetry as Serene. Ask me about my family and my loved ones as Siani, but do not compare or do not mix the two. They are not the same. Oh, and there's a reason for that. Serene, carries, Serene has to carry herself different. She carries herself differently. She doesn't talk as much to most people. She's not very open with a lot of information. I can be an open book about my traumas, right, because that's a healing and a learning experience for someone else. But that doesn't mean you need to know where I live. You don't need to know what I do for work. I'm a public speaker, period. <laughs> I, do that part. I do poetry. Like, 
why do you need to know so much about me if you already seen what I'm capable of and what I can do? Don't worry about everything else. If you need something from me, state what it is that you're looking for, and we can possibly work together. Are you going to pay me? Okay, great. If not, eh, depends on the circumstances. But it also depends on who you are at that point. It's just like, oh, well. Serene is not ever going yeah. to turn down an opportunity to be bigger than what she already is. Siani likes yeah. to stay in the background. She's a very private person. She doesn't like to let a whole lot of people in, and she's a very close community. Yeah. Serene has to be on front stage. People are always looking at her. And so it's just like I'm I'm now in a space where it's just like, and I'm talking about myself as two different people, and it sounds crazy, but at the end of the day, I am both those people. And I identify yeah, with I don't even just, And I'm now learning how to navigate think, that on top of other stuff. I was going to say, I don't even think that's crazy. I just feel like there's different versions of us. Like, I really do believe in that quote, um, you may hear that I was a bitch from this person. You may hear that I was a sweetheart from this person. Believe both because I act accordingly. You know, even the most spiritual heel person still has an inner Ike. You know, y'all, y'all know that meme where y'all see a Marianne meditating and then you see inner Ike come out. We all have that. You know what I'm saying? No. We can't always be positive all the time. It is a balance between mm-hmm. good and evil, anger and happiness, like, Huh, Siani, if, I, if, if we were in person, I would really give you a hug right now because I see so much oh, of myself you. in you. And I love having these conversations because it just lets me know that I'm not going through some of the shit that I'm going through alone. And it's not like, oh, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know, somebody else is – it's just like, no, people got their shit. Everybody's trying to figure it out. It just teaches you to give people grace. Thank you so much for this. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I, really, I, just, I just need a little Thank bit more you. of your time. We got uh, a stimulation of mind. Uh-huh. I'm genuinely <laughs> enjoying this. It is okay. Yes. <laughs> I cool, on cool. conversations like this. I'm like a fiend for it. Like, don't stop. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this next part is the stimulate your mind session. Um, this is okay. a segment that was on my old podcast, Self Loves My Rehab. I decided to bring it over here. I also do um, Stimulate Your Mind group sessions every fourth Wednesday of the month. I have one coming up January 25th if anybody wants to sign up. It will be via Microsoft Teams because Zoom got me fucked up. they too expensive. So it's <laughs> Microsoft Teams. You can download the app on your phone. We have a group session. It's just like this. No, you know, like it's just loosely based, just talking and just being you, non-judgmental, $3 to join. Um, but yeah, so you ready to get your mind stimulated? So I just had to promo real quick. <laughs> so we've been stimulating each other for the last hour, but let's go. <laughs> we got this. Okay, pick a number between right. one and fifty-nine. I know that's a big ass range, but hey. <laughs> yeah, man. I wanted to say seventy-seven, but I'm like, nah, that's bigger than fifty-nine. I can't say that. Then I was like, ooh, fifty-nine, <laughs> but then I should be being nasty. <laughs> uh, 56. Because why not? Wait, 56? That's not. That's bigger than 59, too. Wait. <laughs> 17. 17, okay. 
going up. Okay. All right. Ooh, we talked about this on our last, uh, my last group session. Question is, do you think our self-love stays consistent as we go through mental and physical changes? Like, I'm not even trying to be funny, but I have to put it out there. Say if you start to, your hair starts to thin in certain areas, or we start to gain weight God forbid, we and everything. God forbid that one right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> God forbid. Right, God forbid God forbid right like, now. <laughs> Do you think your self love will stay consistent or that it will go up and down? She is so funny. <laughs> you know how I feel about my locks. Don't do that. Don't do me. Okay. Um, I just said, yes. It definitely does not. <laughs> no, I hear you, though. I definitely I understand. I, I don't think so. I think that self love is a constant journey for a reason. I know that the moment you feel like you've accomplished something, you can live in peace for a little bit, sure, and life going to smack mm-hmm. that ass because then you're going to realize that you got something else that you need to grow or heal from or there's going to be another experience that, that kind of messes you up where you now have to kind of rejog yourself down that journey and just say, I'm still going to choose to love me no matter what is happening, mm-hmm. no matter what is going on through this experience. Or and I'm now learning this too, I'm coming into this, which is something that, like, I've, I've already started teaching myself how to do, so I already gave myself some pointers, but it's also, like, how to love you while loving yourself. Yeah. I think that's the space that I'm in right now. How to love how to love someone else while loving yourself. And that is a very hard thing to do, especially if you're not used to or you're not comfortable with uh, loving yourself for some people, or if you're genuinely not used to prioritizing you, which is also mm-hmm. another form of self-love. So it's just like if you don't give yourself the opportunity to love yourself, how well can you love someone else? Hey. That's hard. And then there's also if you're not taking the time to love yourself, how can you expect someone else to love you? It's like somebody can love you as much as they want to, but you are what you attract to. So there's also a level of a law of attraction. So it's just like you're you're attracting somebody who's like, oh, well, I don't want this, I don't want that. It's just like how much do you love yourself? Check mm-hmm. yourself. Really check yourself. Like, the check, myself, the check that I should have did with my ex is to recognize, okay, I'm in this space and I'm in, and they're in that space. Where is the compatibility there? Where will we work? Where will the growth be? How is that going to develop, right? Mm. And the love in that would have been to choose to stay single because I would have not only not created such an experience between everybody that was involved by just choosing to just stay to myself. But I also would have given myself the opportunity to continue to develop on my own self-love journey even more in a different capacity because I chose me. And it took me too long to figure out that I had to choose me in order to choose somebody else. I have to choose me before I can choose anybody else. That is how I love me. And that's a way of love that I'm still getting familiar with. And so, like, the the real concern here is 
can you love yourself while loving someone else? And do you know how? What does loving yourself look like for you in this moment, in this time, and in this space, and being okay with the fact that that changes? Mm. Your self-love journey will never look the same as it once did before. Every year it can change. Every month, shoot, shit, every week. You never know what your self-love journey (laughs) is going to look like coming forward in the future because you're not in the future. You're in the now. You're not in the past. You already passed it. That's why they say the past is the the past is the past, the future is the present, the future is a gift, and that's why the present is the present. Some stupid mm-hmm. shit like that. Whoever thought of it. Thanks, Big Sean. The I past is the past. The like, future, I, Big Big Sean said it. The past is a, the, the future is a mystery, yeah. the past is the past, and the, yeah, the future is a mystery. But, um, girl, listen. The past is history, and that's why the present is the present. And so it's just yes, like you have to give yourself the opportunity to give yourself what you need in the present. If you're not doing that, mm-hmm. then you're not fulfilling yourself, and that also means that you are not loving yourself because you're not filling your cup enough to be able to give into someone else's cup. And that, and it has mm-hmm. to be the same thing for that person as well. Are you loving yourself enough, and is that person loving themselves too? Yes. And utilize Ooh. that in your relationship. Let that be a reflection of what your relationship looks like. Because if you're not or if they're not, that's what it's going to be. Because whatever you start out with has to set the precedent. And the only thing that you can do is either try to grow from it or go from it. Like go away from it. Because don't say if you yes. know you're going to be saying you. Oh. I'm going to answer real quick, and then I'm going to let you let your light shine. Um, thank you. Uh, I just I just thank you for doing this overall. Um, I definitely agree with you. Our self-love does, you know, it does change. I, I feel like for me personally, it grows. And I just feel like as the journey goes on, there's bigger and bigger challenges. I used to be a gamer back in the day. I used to play a Latin and, like, Mario. And I noticed that every time you get to the next level, the boss is bigger. So I feel like the challenge may be bigger, like with quarantine. When I first moved here, the toxic relationship that I was in stressed me out. But I'm not trying to be funny. I learned to love myself because I liked that I was losing weight. Because, you know, growing up, it was always pointed out, oh, you're getting fat. So I always associated mm. fat with negative. So, like, I was stressed out, but I'm like, damn, you're looking good. You can, fit, you can fit into a medium again, but I'm looking sick, like stressed mm. out sick, but I was happy. But then when quarantine came around, I was in a whole other relationship. Mm, this one was rough. more safe. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 this one was more safe. Like, you know, we was just oh, we, we was smoking better. weed and having the munchies. Yeah, I gained happy weight, <laughs> and I did not like it. I gained happy weight, and I did not like mm-hmm. it. And I used to be so hard on myself, and he was like, you look, you look perfect. You know what I'm saying? You look fine. I'm like, no, you don't understand. But I had to learn. Yeah, I had to learn that oh, I need to accept who you are right now. Because if I mm-hmm. try to lose weight, I'm going to find something else wrong. So I'm learning to love myself in mm. this moment as I go on this weight loss journey, you know? 
So, yeah, I, I think that's just for me. Like, I'm learning to accept these gray hairs. Like, people, my cousin, I was on the phone with my cousin the other day, and she was like, are you going to dye it? I was like, no, nah, because, you know, it's like just little curly highlights of gray. But I said, let me tell you, if if my hairline starts to turn the fuck gray, like that whole bitch, I'm dying my fucking hair. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. <laughs> but Listen, you got to rock say. that silver like it's a new punk. Come on now. Thing <laughs> be out here looking. I love me a little salt and pepper. Uh, yes. That part. That part. Okay. So this last I, segment. I love that. Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. Oh, you, you're about to cook your back? Oh. I was just saying, like, I, yeah, a little bit. I just, I love that for you. I love that you were able to come into a safe space for yourself. And in that safe space, mm-hmm. you let yourself go as far as feeling yeah. comfortable, not overworking mm-hmm. yourself. Because when you, when you're like so focused on losing weight, you don't realize how much that works up your mind. Like that works the shit out of you. It's so exhausting and it's so tiresome. Ask me how I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I do the same thing. And so it's just like I went through, like I did juicing fast. I did intermittent fasting. At some point I was dry fasting for like weeks at a time almost. And so it was like that's why I, I like I lost so much weight. I came back to Philly and my mom was like, uh-uh, we got to fatten you up. And from that moment oh, on, shit. I've just been – Sick again, and I'm just like, Ooh. but I'm also like, it's a slim stick, so we cute though, and it, like that's honestly that's what you gotta claim it is because at that point it's just like not only are you slim thick, but you also thick in all the right places, you know, you thick in all the good yeah. spaces, and I can't stand when yeah. niggas try to get you thick, cause like oh my god, my man tried doing that, he think he's slick, but I know he's just trying to fatten me up, cause he think ain't nobody gonna want me, but I was big before when niggas still wanted me then, so good luck, girl. Um, yes. <laughs> I just want to get rid of my, my I just want to get rid of my stubborn tummy. That's all. My belly fat is stubborn. Yo, I like I like my breast. Angle. Yes. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I've um I I'm gonna save that for after. But like <laughs> I genuinely I don't even believe like I want to say I'm gonna work out again, right? Like I want to go to the gym, and I do like going to the gym. But I think that I would more so use working out as a way of clearing my mind more than I would as a way to genuinely intentionally try to lose weight. I feel like when you do it that way, it puts less stress on yourself. Like if you choose this space, this time, this day to say, I'm going to choose me and clear my mind by doing these activities, it's a lot easier to stick to it and to stay true to yourself because you're not doing it for a specific reason that's going to overwhelm you because now you're doing it out of insecurity. You're doing it out of being safe for yourself and creating a safe space in your mind. Girl, girl, girl. I needed to hear that. Thank you. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm going on this weight loss journey and I'm a, I'm a just, you know, be honestly, the key is to just stay consistent, but enough about Mm -hmm. me because it's your time to shine this segment, this last segment, you can plug anything that you have. You want to plug your business, and you can also spit that shit. Because, like I said, you're a Ooh. poet, and I need you to spit that shit. I ain't going to put you on the spot, she but I did tell people you may. The poetry <laughs> is not a request. It is mandatory. <laughs> Do a poem. Yes. The people want to hear the poet. <laughs> yes. But, um. 
So to plug myself, I'll say that my Instagram handle is indeed Serene Speaking. Not like, hello, Serene Speaking. No, fuck her. It's more like Serene Speaking. Like how I'm talking now. Very serene, very laid back, very like, hey, yo, what's up? How you doing? We're cool. (laughs) But um, as far as um, any other social media, I'm not very prominent on there. That's a lot. I like to scroll through TikTok, but y'all don't need that information just yet. I be acting a fool. Don't nobody need to expose me on there. <laughs> oh, yes. My Instagram handle is where you can always find me. Um, you will definitely be able to DM me. Sometimes I do take hiatuses. No, I do not announce it. So I guess that last statement was accidentally a lie. So I'm sorry. You will usually be able to contact me on Instagram <laughs> at Serene Speaking. <laughs> and, um, so, yeah, there is that. I am in the works of some new podcasts. Uh, I already have a podcast out. Currently, it is called mm-hmm. Everything is Fine. That is also subject to change because we're going through a little construction period um, in everything um, artistic, right? And so with that, please definitely do be on the lookout. I will be posting announcements about the new relaunch for the podcast. Whether or not I keep initial or original um, episodes is subjective. Probably not because we're in a new era. That will probably just be its own older podcast. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and we're going to sit this piece. Yes. My depression looked like the Great British Bake Off on a good day. Fear and oppression versus independence and freedom whisk and mix the turmoil into unprocessed thoughts preheated at 350 degrees. With insolence and verbal aggression, here you go. A three-tier picture-perfect concoction of a black girl trying to make it. There be a layer of my heart hurts fondant, icing roses for every prayer thought unheard by God, Leaves of insecurity to be overlooked and under-affirmed. Add in some edible gold flakes and paint for all the smiles she refuses to fake. Did I do it? Did I paint the picture? The perfect image I was expected to? The person you expect me to be? I hope that cake tastes as good as it does to see me. Walk out of your life. Oh. Oh. Mm. I thought that that tied in. Girl. <laughs> I love it. I just, I'll tell you the vibe, the voices, how you change it, the personality. Thank you. I'm telling you, like, y'all, y- y'all have to just see you. I'm telling you, because I told you in person, you were so quiet. I was not expecting. I'm like, <laughs> I was not expecting that to come out of her. I'll tell you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, thank you yes, so much. Ma'am. I'm gonna have the <laughs> I'm gonna have the finished audio by like eight thirty, nine o'clock, depending on how long it takes to um process. And it'll be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk, Anchor, that's a Google Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So yep, definitely dope. You can listen to it on one of those and thank you so much again. I might have you come back on in the uh-huh. future if you're okay with it. 
I sure would love that. I was definitely about to plug myself earlier when you had mentioned something about it, but I was like, ooh, and then I thought I missed my window, so I'm going to plug myself. Bring me on back, baby. Just bring me on back. The okay. people love it. You love it. I love it. We all love it. <laughs> yes. But, um, yes, thank you so much, and I genuinely appreciate this, and um, I really love the conversation that we were able to have. It was definitely very enlightening for me as well. So. Oh, thank you. That, that means a lot. It gives me confirmation that I'm doing something right. <laughs> All right. You well, are peace. more than welcome, Miss Complex. Yeah. I will see you <laughs> again, and please do enjoy the rest of your night. You too. Be safe. Thank you. You as well. Bye. Bye-bye.